you know what? I'm going to need you to like ramp up the positivity. (laughs) Welcome to Book Talk Etc., a podcast bound to grow your TBR. I'm Tina from TBR Etc. And I'm Renee from It's Book Talk. This is a conversational podcast about books and more from two Midwest mood readers who are easily distracted by new releases. Today is our intro to audiobooks episode. We'll share something that we've been loving lately, review our latest read, and have book talk about one of our favorite topics, audiobooks. We're a new podcast, so if you like what you hear, we'd love for you to follow us on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, Tina. Hi, how are you? I'm great. I cannot wait to talk about audiobooks. My no, very I, favorite thing. I know. I've read like four over the last like week and a half or so. So I have a lot of I'm just on a roll, you know? I me too. I've read and we say read, right? But we've listened. Sometimes it, I say it listen. Reading. It's the same it's thing. Reading. Yes. It's the same yes. thing. I have listened to two in two days. Oh, awesome. It's a it's a miracle. I love when that happens when you kind of just keep them rolling, keep them going. Yes. All right. So before we get into our book talk, tell me what are you loving this week? This week I am loving what is called the Chom Chom Pet Roller. C H O M. I'm laughing. C H O M C H O M. Chom Chom Pet Roller. I use this every day and I have to tell you I cannot live without it now. I've had it a couple of weeks. I've, I got it off of Good Morning America's steals and deals segment that they do. I wasn't sure if it actually would work. And it does. Let me tell you, I have a lab who sheds nonstop and he's blowing his winter coat and it's insane. This is awesome because it works with static electricity. So you just roll it back and forth and there is no tape. You don't have to haul your vacuum out and it works amazing. It's so quick. I'm telling you it's a must. You can quick go over your couches, chairs, and then easily just pop open the top and get the hair out and start over. Okay. This sounds like magic and I'm definitely, it is magic. I definitely need one because we have two dogs as well. One's a lab mix and one's just a hound dog. So there's plenty of hair to go. Do they shed, um, like a ton. Okay. Ton. It, and, I can't even believe the amount of shedding going on right now. And one's brown and one's black. So like, no matter what you have, you see dog hair on it. So oh, I, yes. I definitely will have to look into the chom chom. It is worth it. So for my love this week, you know that I'm a big fan of reality TV. And this week I wanted to share a docu-series on E! called um, For Real, The Story of Reality TV. And it's hosted by Andy Cohen, who I adore. And basically it's a deep dive into the history of reality TV. I don't know why I'm saying it like that. Reality TV. And even though he's best known for his work with the Real Housewives, he gets into everything from competition shows like Survivor to the original shows like The Real World and The Simple Life. It basically dissects how reality TV became such a part of the fabric of our everyday life and how a lot of real live issues were first introduced on reality TV like sexuality, the AIDS epidemic and things like that. And I really think any fans of pop culture would be into this show. I thought it was a fun walk down memory lane. 
And that one was For Real, The Story of Reality TV. And it's a docu-series on E! hosted by Andy Cohen. I like Andy Cohen a lot. He's so charming. He is. And he interviews people very well. And look, I mean, he can keep control of the situation. And I like him. I, I may have to give that a try. Excellent. Before we get into our audiobook talk, tell me about your latest read. Okay. And my latest read is an audiobook, of course. One I just finished. So I am very excited to tell you about The Last Thing He Told Me by Laura Dave, which you know about. I do. (laughs) Because it was a shelf edition for you. So I'm sneaking this in ahead of you. I know you haven't read it yet. So I'm not even, I'm not going to tell you too much about it. I would never spoil. This came out May 4th and it is also a Reese's book club pick. And I don't always agree with her Mm -hmm. picks, but this one was spot on for me. Quick setup. You have Owen Michaels, who is a computer tech high up in a, in a company like a biotech. I'm not important, but anyway, he's high up. He mysteriously disappears and leaves his wife, Hannah, a note that says protect her. So he has a 16 year old daughter, her and Hannah have a very kind of contentious relationship. So of course her life is uprooted her and Bailey take on kind of the task of finding out what happened to him. And this is a little bit like a, like a Bernie Madoff sort of backdrop as far as, yeah, like he's, his company that he was part of was running some sort of scheme. So the FBI is involved, the U.S. Marshals, there's a bunch of people who want to find him because there's a lot of money that is gone. And I don't want to give too much away, but it's alternating time plots, very short chapters, very fast paced, but she managed to cross all the T's and dot the I's. And I love that in mystery slash psychological thriller plot, which is, this is probably definitely more psychological thriller. Yeah, for sure. I will highly recommend this. I could not stop listening. It was great. And yes, I even stayed up with the AirPod in till after midnight last night. And finally I was like, okay, I'm, I'm missing the plot. Right. I'm going like to have to just asleep. like take okay. it out and go to sleep. <laughs> that was the last thing he told me by Laura awesome. Dave. I can't wait to read that. I do have a copy of it. It just came in the mail. So I'm going to dive in very, very soon, but you're going to yes, love I it. Can't wait. So my latest read was the plot by Jean Hemp Corlitz. And I loved this book. I thought it was so clever. It came out on May 11th and I initially hadn't heard a ton about it when I picked it up. It totally sucked me in. And also it's appropriate to our episode today because I, of course, listened to it and flew through it over the course of a couple of days. You have an author, Jake, whose latest novels have failed to live up to the hype of the first. He's now barely writing at all and is teaching at a third rate MFA program. And he's basically just floating along, unsure if he'll ever publish again until one of his students comes to his office and changes his life. The student shares the plot of a story he plans to write and claims that it can't fail. And it turns out he's right. When years later, Jake finds out that the story never came to fruition, he feels like he's got no choice but to tell that story. Cut to years later when Jake's big success and someone knows what he did and is not happy about it. This one made me uncomfortable in a very good way. The suspense (laughs) kept growing and growing, and it was just a mark of a great thriller for me. I highly recommend this one to anyone who likes mysteries and or books set in the literary world. 
And this was the plot by Jean Hanf Korlitz. I second that. I thought that was really clever. Really, really clever. I saw some mixed reviews, but I enjoyed it. Same. Okay. So we wanted to do an episode on audiobooks because Renee and I are both avid audiobook readers slash listeners. And I think more and more each year, I swear they become more and more of a part of my reading life. One of my favorite ways to read is to actually switch between an audio and a physical copy of the 41 books I've read so far this year. 26 have either been part on audio or all on audio, which is 63%. That's a lot. That's a really good Yes. Percentage. And we're an anomaly guys. So if you don't listen yet, don't feel like, you know, you have to jump in and only listen to your books instead of reading them on the page. Personally, I like to switch because it means I can keep reading while I'm getting things done around the house or driving or whatever, walking around the neighborhood. I started listening to audiobooks in 2016 and I'll share my first later. And although it wasn't my intended goal, it definitely has helped me increase the number of books I read each year. I would say that my goal is very similar to yours. I I always try to get an audiobook if I have the print copy. But then if I love the narrator, which is happening more and more and more, I just stay strictly with the audio. I have listened to so many books that yeah. way. Okay, so of the 26 books I've read so far this year, 18 have been strictly on audio with no like mix and match. So that's 69%. So many. And it is so many. I know I had mentioned to you before that last year, because it was such a, a crazy year for so many reasons, as it was for so many people, all of my top 10 books, 100% were audio books. Oh, really? The top 10? Which was crazy. Yeah, that's right. All of my top that's 10. Right. Yeah. And it- I, I could not believe and that. And I totally agree with you that the narrator can really make or break a listening experience. I know as you kind of start to listen to more and more, I'm like, I'll look up who's narrating the book and say, okay, I love this narrator. Let's find out what else they've you know, narrated. And it's made me actually pick up books that I might otherwise not have listened to or read because I liked the narrator that much. Yes, me too. Even with my most recent read, I had it as an ebook. And then I thought... Like last night I was like, oh, I'll just sit down and give my ears a rest. But the narrator was so good. When you get a good narrator, it also feels like you're watching a movie in your Mm -hmm. head and the characters come to life as people. I just don't want to miss that experience. So I ended up continuing to listen and sitting on the couch sometimes like a weirdo with like staring off into the distance. (laughs) Just one AirPod (laughs) in. With my one AirPod in, which was my tip and, and trick of saving the battery life or the charging life is to use one AirPod at a time. And then when that dies, pop in the other one, but also enables you to hear what's going on around Mm -hmm. you if you need to. I, I like it. I don't even ever, ever listen to anything with two in. Well, that's so funny. And that's how, you know, you're literally obsessed is like, if you have to find a way to maximize the charge yes. on your AirPods. Renee, I lost my AirPods. I don't know where they are. <gasps> they are in the house somewhere. No. Yes. So that is a hazard. I love my AirPods. I've had them from for years and years and they are somewhere, but I stupidly did not put them back in their case and they are missing. And I am devastated because <laughs> I, you didn't put them back in their no, case. I don't know why I got oh. distracted and I do the trick. You taught me that trick of having one in so you can hear what's going on. I was doing that and long story short, they are missing. So I've been having to wear my big over the ear headphones while I'm like cooking and whatever. And I get so frustrated because I can't hear anybody. And anyway, it's a whole thing. 
Speaking of how you got into audiobooks, did you start um, listening with nonfiction? Yes. Okay. I started with nonfiction, true crime, which was my favorite and kind of is still my favorite way to take in nonfiction, but I've definitely expanded that. So I started with that along with only for Audible docuseries mm -hmm. and like books that go straight to Audible. I know one of them was about the DC sniper. I can't remember the exact, oh, call, maybe call me God, the story of the DC sniper. You can only get that on the Audible. Audible exclusive or Audible original, yes. those little sneaks. Yes. Yes, the Audible original. And it was really good. That was kind of my segue. And because I walk so much and I had a dog that passed away last year and now I have a puppy, I'm always walking. And I know one day I, I wanted to try fiction and then said to myself, like, I can't listen to fiction. I will never stay with the story because I'm a visual learner. And then I don't even remember how you by Carolyn Kepnes mm. crossed my yes. path, but I decided to give that a try. And I remember making like a mile or two walk. And I remember stopping and being like, oh, this is so entertaining. Like Joe in my ear was just the absolute best. I just listened to that whole book and kind of that was my gateway into audiobook fiction. Yes, and that's kind of my plan for this episode today is to give listeners a little bit of a gateway. So if you are one of those readers who thinks, oh, I could never pay attention to fiction on audio, at least my picks, they're all fiction and hopefully there'll be ones that will draw you into the story enough to want you to keep going. Right. I have a mix. I did include a, a nonfiction because I do really love nonfiction on audio. And I will say, I don't even think I really read any nonfiction as an ebook Same. or print. I was just thinking that. I think if I look back on last year, all the books I read that were nonfiction, they are all on audio. I don't know why that is. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Well, I think it makes, I don't know. I think that makes the story feel I mean, we know it's real, but there's something that elevates it when you're listening to nonfiction, and I think, whether it's... I agree. And I think for me, it's an attention thing. Like if a nonfiction book gets so detailed or so specific on some of the specifications of the story, I might find my attention wandering if I was trying to read with my eyes. But when you're reading with your ears, so to mm -hmm. speak, you kind of just get you let it flow and you you keep it going. Exactly. And those are really good for other activities, right? I don't know about you, but I yes. can I can listen to nonfiction usually while I'm cleaning, always while I'm cleaning. I, I need to be listening to something and it actually makes it less of a chore. Yeah. And I kind of like tell myself, oh yeah, I'm going to go. I can mop the floors, run like Swiffer, do all of this. And I get to listen to my I know. And then you're like kind of finding, like a treat. Right? You're finding <laughs> things you can do around the house to keep it going. Like that's how I know exactly. that I'm really sucked into something good. Exactly. Is there anything you don't listen to? So far, I think I would have said fantasy, but I think then I listened to Addie LaRue and love that. The Invisible Life of Addie, Addie LaRue. And that worked out really well for me. So no, I don't think there's anything, maybe science fiction, which is something I don't even read a lot, but that, that might be one that I would try and print before. From. Yeah. So for me, it's, if there's a book that has too many characters, like if it requires like a family tree or, you know, one of those type things in the beginning of the book, I might not do that on audio until I had the characters straight. 
Cause I have a hard time sometimes, especially if it's a singular narrator, I have a mm-hmm. hard time figuring out like who's talking and what's their role in this story. So sometimes I'll like look up like and see, um, okay, who's talking, you know, this and that, for example, Anna Kay, that was a book I tried on audio recently and I was having trouble figuring out who all of the players were. So I looked it up and that helped me kind of keep track of where I was going with everything. And okay. you're a really fast listener to audiobooks, aren't you? Yes, I think so. I've been able to adjust my speed up. I didn't start that, but I always tell people definitely go faster than 1.0. And a lot of people don't know that they can do that. And if you even bump it up, experiment with 1.4 or 1.5. And if you're not keeping the story straight, take it down a little. But the faster that you can kind of listen, it keeps the story flowing. Whereas at 1.0, it's pretty slow. Mm-hmm. And it's definitely slower than my reading speed in real life. So I, I can tell immediately when sometimes it switches on accident to 1.0. I'm like, what's going on? Like, oh, why yeah. is it so slow? It and then I like weird. speed it up. Yeah. And I, so I usually average about 2.0. Oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, on average and, and can do fine with that. If it's a British narrator, then that's usually about 1.7. That's kind of my, my go-to speed. And I have just really figured out in the last week or so, I have a harder time listening to Irish narrators and I mm-hmm. can't figure out exactly what that is. Ears probably just not used to the accent and it takes you your brain a little bit longer to catch I know, up. I know. I want to listen to more and see if that shifts, but oh, um, interesting. Yeah. I I could, I I could see that improving it. Yeah. What speed do you usually listen? Usually I'll start with 1.25 to see how I like the narration and kind of get into the story. And then once I'm into it, I'll bump it up to 1.5. But the other day I challenged myself because I knew you did like two something. (laughs) So I went up to 1.75 and I was like, oh, okay. Oh, you know, it was good. And and I, your brain kind of catches up, I think like in a a weird way. Yeah. And you know what the weird, the other weird part of that is I always have to have headphones on for that, which I wouldn't normally not listen to an audiobook without it. But I think I started something and brought it up on like the iPad or something without the, without AirPods in. Mm-hmm. So just listening to it. And I was like, oh, I don't even know it's what weird, they're right? saying. Can I don't even know like what they're saying. Your, it was that so is funny. weird. Yeah. That is interesting. Cause I, I don't, I do the same thing. I have to have my headphones on whichever headphones I can find at the moment. Is there anything else you wanted to add? Is there any genres you don't listen to or don't want to listen to? Just no, I did. And it's not a genre, but it's people with books with too many characters. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's a lot of characters. I find myself, my, my, I can't keep them straight. So yeah, I might not, I might try that on a different format, but genre wise, not really. Um, I'm not typically into fantasy but no, for no particular reason, I just don't gravitate toward that. Um, science fiction, I like. I do like like post-apocalyptic and those sorts of books. What about romance? We don't. I like neither. Romance. Do you do you like romance on audio? I like rom com. I like. I don't think it would be considered like traditional romance or like fully Steamy? in the romance. What about this? <laughs> I'm a yeah. I don't. Uh, Look, I know that there are a lot of books that are super steamy and I love that people love to hear that in their fiction. I don't particularly care for it, but I like the story. So like if I find that a book is like heading towards steamy territory, I might just listen to it or I might just fast forward through those parts because <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to hear this because, you know, 
And again, there's nothing wrong with it. And I know some readers really like that, but sometimes I'm like, yeah, I'm here for the story. Like let's just get to the that point. <laughs> yeah. I I'm the same. And I've, I don't know what it has been about this past year, along with my increase in audiobooks, I've had a decrease in any interest in really in reading romance. I don't you know. I've went, like I went, I went dark, dark, <laughs> dark or dramatic this year. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Right. Well, that's okay. Fine. Do you have any other tips and tricks? Probably, but I can't think of any offhand. Okay. Well, maybe we should start with our gateway recommendations. Okay, let's do it. For today's book talk, we are going to share four of our gateway recommendations. And these are books that we would recommend to readers who are new to audiobooks or to people who want to try reading fiction on audio or nonfiction. My first recommendation is actually the very first audiobook that I can remember reading. It is The Light Between Oceans by M.L. Stedman. This is historical fiction set in Australia in the 1920s. And it's about a military man turned lighthouse keeper and the remote life he and his wife live. They've been trying for years to have a baby. And the wife goes from being this vibrant young woman with a love for life to very depressed. And they're about to give up on their chances at being parents until one day a boat washes to their shore with a dead man and a very alive baby in tow. So the couple has to decide, what do we do? Do we try and find the mother who very well may be dead herself and risk losing the baby to foster care or raise it as their own? I found this to be a lovely story about love and loss. And even though you might not agree with the choices that the characters make, you can kind of understand their motivation. Also, the narrator has an Australian accent, and he is an Australian actor that played Locke on Game of Thrones, and his name is Noah Taylor, and I thought that really added to the experience. This one would be great for book club. It is The Light Between Oceans by M.L. Stedman. I think I read that. Um, Yeah, it came out a while ago, probably 2016, and I know it was also made into a movie. Yeah. Now that you are describing it, I'm pretty sure I did. And I also remember liking the flawed characters. And I always like when I don't agree necessarily with what people are doing. I just find that it keeps me reading just to see what they end up ultimately deciding. And right. Because it's kind unpredictable. Of, right. Like, wait, that's not what I would have done. This one came out in 2012. It's actually older than I thought. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I think I've read it in the last couple of years. Okay. That is a good one. I am going to start off with nonfiction, and it is called Maybe You Should Talk to Someone by Lori Gottlieb. Came out in April of 2019, narrated by Brittany Presley, who is one of my very favorite narrators. Did you read or listen to this one? No, I haven't, but it's on my list. Oh, you have to. Can it be on your list for this mm, summer? Mm. Oh, let me, I don't want to read a book about therapy over the summer. It's You'll have not, to oh. sell me on it. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Tagline, the tagline is a therapist, her therapist and our lives revealed. Lori, who is extremely engaging, I would like her for my therapist, finds herself in need of a therapist. After this past year, might be a good thing for everybody. She decides to seek out someone and she settles on Wendell. And if you can picture Wendell as he wears khakis and like sweaters and she is not at all sure about him, but you get chapters with her and Wendell and he helps her with issues that are very similar to what she is helping her clients with. There are six 
clients that we get their alternating stories in this book. To tell you that I was so invested in each and every one, I would be understating it. If I had to pick my favorite, it would be John, who was a Hollywood movie producer. And I kept trying to figure out who that might be in real life, because these are all real people. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. And he was, he was big. I never really settled on who I thought it might be. And there was another one of her clients, Julie, and she was a young newlywed with the terminal illness. And oh my gosh, everybody, oh. everybody. I still think about this book and that, especially her, because her dream, what she really, really wanted to do was work at Trader Joe's. I, I, I mean, mean, I because, do love Trader Joe's. Because it's such a happy place. And it yeah. is. I was just there yesterday. They are so friendly, but I am getting off task. So anyway, <laughs> this was bold. It was personal. It was so funny. And I will tell you, I listened to this a lot while driving. Do not listen to the end while driving. I actually had to pull over oh, into wow. the nearest parking lot because I was sobbing. Okay. And you're not oh. a crier. You're not like a book reading crier like me. I'll cry at anything. But. Yeah. That, that is what you, and I will cry sometimes, but oh my gosh, I did not expect that or I would not have been driving. It was so good. It was so good. I will listen to this again and it might be time for that actually, because it's been two years. So that was, maybe you should talk to someone by Lori Gottlieb. Okay. Did I, I mean convince you? You do love it. And I love stories I love that really immerse you, make you feel, feel for the characters. In this case, they're real people. So, all right. I'll bump it up a couple spots. How's that? Okay. Yes, please. Okay. What do you have? Okay. So for my next gateway audio recommendation, I'm bringing 112263 by Stephen King, who is one of my very favorite authors. One of the things that I love to do with audiobooks is to find ones that are really chunky because I don't love getting into a story. I like to be in a story. And if I have a big, big long book, it feels like I am really getting the most out of the listening experience and I'm getting the most out of my audiobook credit. A third benefit is sometimes I get intimidated by really long books, but if I know they're good on audio, then I might be more inclined to pick it up. So 112263 is part historical fiction and part science fiction, and it is the story of a man who's been sent on a mission to try and prevent the Kennedy assassination. He travels to the 60s and lives a new life as a teacher. In his spare time, he tries to get closer to the man who allegedly assassinated Kennedy, which is Lee Harvey Oswald. And he stays in this time period for years and years. And naturally, he lives his life and gets to be a part of the small town and the community. He makes friends and maybe he finds love. And this is one I completely got immersed in. The audio really brought it to life. The narrator is Craig Wasson, and he narrates a lot of Stephen King's books and other crime fiction. So if you like his voice, you have a lot more that you can choose from. This is one of my top three favorite Stephen King books, and I highly recommend it. It's also a good adaptation. Um, the Hulu adaptation was pretty good. This is 112263 by Stephen King. I read that and loved it. So I, I bet that would, would have been great on audio. Yeah. It's a very buzzy book. I've seen it all over the place, but it's worth the hype for sure. And 
I know some readers don't like horror and get intimidated by Stephen King. This one is not scary. If you shy away from scarier stories, but maybe you're curious about Stephen King's storytelling, this is a great place to start. That's a a great point. He does have a couple really good ones that are not horror filled. We can keep that for our Stephen King episode. Sounds good. (laughs) Okay. I have another gateway recommendation and I chose this one because it is very unique and in a mystery. So I have to include my first love of mystery. And that is His and Hers by Alice Feeney came out in July, 2020. The narrators are British and I absolutely love British narrators. I could really listen to them all day. I just changed my Siri to the British voice. Mine is too. (laughs) Is it? Oh, yeah, it just every time I ask her to something, it makes me smile when she Mine is the male though. I oh, I have the female. Narrator. Yeah. Okay. So the narrators are Stephanie Racine and Richard Armitage. They are very experienced. And the reason that this is unique, there is a third voice altered narration, which is the killer's voice. And I have never listened to a voice altered creepy voice like that before. So I thought that was really original and not something you would obviously get in the print version. This is a story about Anna, who's a newsreader. She does not want to cover the murder of a woman in this little British town. And the question is why? So you also have Jack, who is a detective investigating that murder. And he is suspicious of Anna. He and Anna have a past together. Then he becomes a suspect in his own investigation. There is lots of secrets. There are more murders. There are many great twists and a wow ending. To me, this was the perfect psychological thriller slash mystery because the author completely messed with my head. Just when I thought I knew where this was going. I knew who did it. I knew what was going on. No, I did not. And to me, that's like the mark of psychological mystery or thriller, because I kept changing my mind again and again. This was so entertaining. It is his and hers by Alice Feeney. Awesome. I did read that one. I like that one a lot. And the narrator, the unnamed narrator spooked me. It was very, Oh, it was so uh, creepy because it used some sort of voice altering yeah. Technique. And I was like, it was, it was genuinely unsettling, but it was good. It was a great addition to the story. It was, so it was for me, thriller and suspense is another genre that I love to listen to as well. And the recommendation I brought for this category is then she was gone by Lisa Jewell, but really it's just a Lisa Jewell recommendation overall. I will read anything she writes, but in then she was gone. You have 15 year old Ellie Mack who up and disappears from her perfect home life one day. The story fast forward 10 years later, where her mother, Laurel, she's trying to put her life back together. Her marriage has ended and she's still trying to figure out what happened to her daughter. So it's completely out of character for her when she meets and falls for an unexpectedly charming man in a cafe. And this man happens to have a daughter, Poppy, who takes her breath away because she looks just like her lost daughter, Ellie. She has to figure out what is giving her pause and find out if this lookalike is more than just a coincidence. This one will really suck you in and you come to care about the characters. And again, if you like the narrator, Helen Duff, she has got a large back catalog as well. This one was Then She Was Gone by Lisa Jewell. Based on your love of 
that narrator and this book. I just recently listened to this. So I, I loved it so much. That makes me happy. I loved it so much. And you are right about all of that. And, and also British narration, exactly, which is another advantage. I found this one on Hoopla, which I don't think we mentioned anything about if people don't know about Hoopla, you can download that app and then just kind of log in through your library and the audiobooks are free. That's how I found this one. And there, there are more Lisa Jules on there. So I'm going to need you to tell me which one, another to one to try. Yes. yes it was so good. My library doesn't have Hoopla. It oh, you don't? To. Yeah. And then we moved and the new one does not, but I still get my audiobooks from the library because you can just like reserve for Libby through Libby through Libby. And then I also use, if I'm purchasing one, I go through Libro FM. I also have a subscription to Scribed. Have you ever heard of it? I've heard of it. Yes. It's awesome. It's like $10 a month and they come out with brand new books every week. It's basically unlimited listening, although it does cut you off if you listen to too many like brand new releases, but it's a, it's a pretty good service. Oh, that's good. You can, oh, you can listen. You can listen to as many as you want. Yes. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm going to need that Lisa Jewell recommendation. Okay. I'll give you my full (laughs) catalog at some point. What's next for you? Okay. Next for me, I'm going to go with the hate you give, which was narrated by Bonnie Turpin. And I chose this because, well, number one, Bonnie Turpin is amazing. She does voices like no one else. And so I thought this would be a really good choice to get kind of her, her listening experience. And also I just listened to this last month. I don't know why it took me so long because it's YA probably, but I absolutely loved it. It's by Angie Thomas. I forgot to mention the premise is two African-American teenagers star and her friend Khalil are involved in a police shooting in which he is murdered from there. It it is a story that obviously could be set today and has been set today. And you, you go back and forth with learning about the implications for her psychologically and the community and the people and her family members and every single person was so well drawn that I just could not stop listening. I was invested in their lives and finding out their backstories and the way she kind of incorporated all of that made for just a page turning listen, even side characters. I want to note the ability of not only the narrator, but obviously the way the author wrote it, even characters like Mr. Lewis, who was the neighborhood barber. I just kept thinking, oh, I love Mr. Lewis. And like, oh, I need to, I need to hear, even hear what happens to him. So to be that invested in secondary characters goes to the author and the narrator. This was one that I think would be great also because the pacing was on point. The dialogue was fantastic. And if you can get an audiobook with really great dialogue, it just makes it flow and you feel like you're watching a movie in your head. Mm-hmm. That was The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas. I love that book. That's one of my favorites. I reread it this year, which I'm not a big rereader, but I did because I also listened to Concrete Rose earlier in the year. And it was so amazing that I literally could not get out of the world. I was like, let me just keep going. Cause concrete rose is the prequel to the hate you give. Yes. And I, 
highly recommend it. If you like one, you'll definitely like the other. I just got that as my um, pick on Libro FM for my yes. independent bookstore. Purchases. Oh, it was one of them. Excellent. Yes. Okay, good. Yes. You'll love I it. Haven't, I, I'm looking forward to it. I haven't started it yet. Okay. Next time you're in a slump, that's like a perfect one to pick up because you'll get sucked in right away. Okay, good. All right. My what next do you recommendation have? ties in actually, because it's also YA and it's called I'm Not Dying With You Tonight by Kimberly Jones and Geely Siegel. And this is about two teens, Lena and Campbell, who get thrown together as a riot breaks out in their high school. They come from two different walks of life. Lena is the queen bee, very into fashion, her friends and her not so good for her boyfriend, Black. Campbell is new to the school after moving in with her dad, and she is missing her former friends and the track team she came to love. And she's kind of feeling like an outsider because she is a white student in a largely Black high school. Both girls have assumptions about each other, but they end up being each other's best hope for getting out of this horrible situation after the riot breaks out. And this entire book takes place over the course of an evening, and we watch as the girls fight their way through civil unrest in their town. I really enjoyed this. I thought the characters felt very authentic, um, despite all that was going on around them. They still felt like they were high schoolers, which I kind of appreciated in this YA setting. This could be a great conversation starter, especially for younger readers, as I thought it was equal parts exciting and thought-provoking. And I really wish that I could walk away from this thinking, oh, this is unrealistic. Things escalated so quickly, it would never happen. But obviously we Mm -hmm. have seen over this past year, it could be very real. So again, I listened to it. It was great on audio. And they had two separate narrators that really made the girl's perspective come alive. Fans of Angie Thomas or Jason Reynolds would like this one. This one is I'm Not Dying With You Tonight by Kimberly Jones and Geely Siegel, narrated by Brittany Presley and Chani Woods. I like the sound of that. And Brittany Presley. <laughs> She's your girl. I, I She is. I've actually seen that book pop up on Instagram lately on bookstagram. I can't, I mean, I don't know who posted it, but that's weird. No, it wasn't you. (laughs) It wasn't you. It was in somebody's book pile. So that's weird. Maybe that's, maybe that's. Yeah. Cause it's not new. It's, I don't know when it was published, but it's a few years old, but it's a good one. It sounds good. It sounds like it would go kind of like a nice book flight with the hate you give. Yes, definitely. Okay. All right. Good. Well, my next one is One that I chose because it is a multiple cast narration. So there are seven narrators and it is called The Fountains of Silence by Ruta Septi. Came out in October of 2019. And this is a really fun way to listen. Also, when there are so several narrators that can bring so many characters to life, this would be a great option for people looking to really dive into some historical fiction, but it was also very page turning. This is set in Madrid in 1957 when General Francisco Franco was dictator. So it was a fascist dictatorship set in Spain in Barcelona, I believe. And basically you have a wealthy family from Texas. The family is an oil family. They are coming on vacation. So you have 18-year-old Daniel Matheson, who has a love of photography, and he meets Anna, whose family has a very long history tying back into the Spanish Civil War. They kind of meet, they hit it off, but there is much conflict occurring within their 
potential relationship and in within the city itself, there is a lot going on. I can't even really go into how much there is, but I would just highly recommend giving this one a try. It also includes vintage media reports. So actual like oral history, radio coverage from that time period, which Oh That's my gosh. such a fun addition because I feel like you wouldn't get that same experience if you read it in print. You wouldn't. There's no way because it, it was really, like you said before with your book, this was authentic. It kind of gave you that like feeling that you were there during that time period. You could really just get appreciate what was going on. Also, Ruta Septi's level of research. I don't know if you've read her before. No. Okay. I I have read one of her others. Her level of research is outstanding. You get the cobblestone streets. You get just everything that was happening during that time period. You feel like you were there. You could see it. And so she's um, a good world builder. Very, very, very. And all the narrators were fantastic. And uh, oh, another reason I highly recommend this because a lot of the language was in Spanish. So these narrators were able to bring the words to life in a way that you would not get on the page, in my opinion. Unless you're a Spanish speaker. Well, exactly. I'm not. I I took French. So, (laughs) uh, um, and that was The Fountains of Silence by Ruta Septis. Well, that's it for our audiobook gateway. I hope that everyone found this. this helpful. And I think we've got some really good choices of depending on the mood and what people think mm-hmm. they could, they might want to start with. I think, I think we I think gave them a, a, a lot to choose from. I do want to share my shelf edition for this week. I'm very excited about it. I freaked out when I saw it. Uh, I think I saw it on Instagram being announced. My shelf edition for this week is To Paradise by Hanya Yanagihara, the author of A Little Life, uh, which we both obsess with. Love. Over. And I'm Yes, I'm I'm jealous that you brought this <laughs> before well, me. This is her third novel and it's set in three different centuries in three alternative versions of America. And it sounds like there's a love story from the late 1800s, 1993 Manhattan during the AIDS epidemic and then in the future to 2093 where America has been through plagues and governed by totalitarian rule. And look, it doesn't matter what it's about. I'm going to purchase this. I'm going to read it. But um, that is quite the synopsis. It is. What do you say? Um, I lost the word. Like ambitious. ambitious. Ah! <laughs> Great minds. That was exactly what I was thinking of. Low minds. It took us long <laughs> enough. <laughs> We've been talking. I know. Uh, that's I know. exactly it. It, sound, it sounds ambitious. But it does sound if ambitious. anyone can do it, she can do it. Absolutely. And I bet it's super long too, which, you know, I like a chunky boy. Oh, me too. (laughs) I, maybe we could even do like a podcast buddy read for this. I'm down. And this comes out in early 2022. So we have a while. Yes. But, um, that's a good one. That's, that's high on my list. And I would love to get a hold of that sooner, but I doubt that will be happening. January 11th, 2022. January 11th. Okay. Let's hope that pub date doesn't get changed. Sometimes that's happened. Yeah. It's going for $32 and 50 cents on Amazon, right? It's it's an expensive guy. So, I mean, it is 688 pages though. I was going to say she, Mm -hmm. she doesn't mess around. She gives us a story. 
I can't wait. I cannot wait. All okay, right. Tell me what your shelf edition is. I mean, is. mine is mine is good, but it's not that good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's good. Uh, mine is Friends Like These by Kimberly McCrate. Oh, yeah. Okay. So I chose this. Oh, it comes out September 7th. I chose this because I loved A Good Marriage last year. That was very fun. So this one's a literary thriller. It is about a desperate intervention, which brings together a group of college friends 10 years after their graduation, a reunion that is marked by lies, betrayal, and murder. Do you know that literally one of my favorite tropes ever is college friends or friends from childhood coming back together years later for a reckoning? That's like my literal favorite. Well, this'll, this'll be perfect for you though. Yes, absolutely. What's that one again? What's the name? Friends Like These Mm. by Kimberly McCrete. That's it for today. We thank you for spending a part of your day with us. Links to all the books mentioned can be found in the show notes. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can help us out by following us wherever you listen to podcasts and by leaving a review on iTunes. It helps get our new podcast out to listeners and grows our audience. Feedback and questions about the show can be sent to booktalketc at gmail.com. You can also connect with us both at booktalketc on Instagram, Tina at TVR, etc., and Renee at It's Book Talk. Talk to you next week. How come I can't figure out the percentage? I'm even uh, using what's 20 what's the percentage of 26 or 18 books out of 26? This is now the, the math corner. The math and, the, and my husband would tell you easily. 69. Nice.